I'm Jack Ruston. Welcome to the Ruston's Boneyard podcast. We're talking about real food, traditional cooking, nutrition, health and exercise. We're asking whether a more primal approach to life brings us further in line with the biology evolution has given us. We'll be exploring some of these topics with expert guests from the worlds of clinical practice and research. I'm not qualified to give any sort of medical or dietary advice, and nothing in this material should be considered as such. The opinions expressed here are for the purposes of discussion only. Please consult a qualified medical professional before undertaking changes to your diet. And now, on with the show. Holly Skinner is a former competitive Olympic weightlifter and CrossFit affiliate owner. She has extensive experience both as an athlete and a coach and is currently enrolled on the prestigious Mac Nutrition course. Holly currently provides in-person and online coaching and programming through a new venture, Platform Brighton. And if there's one person I would trust for advice when it comes to training, it would be her. Holly. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Oh, welcome. Thanks um, for inviting me. Well, that's all right. So look, this this we're going to talk about training and exercise obviously and it's such a ridiculously huge topic that yeah. we can't really hope to dent it even but i think i think the one thing that's clear is that there's a sort of minefield around training there's a lot of mistakes that you can make and maybe a good thing to do would be if if we take some examples of, of kind of common tropes maybe yeah and talk about what's going on there so let's take let's take an example okay so someone with no training experience mm -hmm. trying to lose weight they've been told eat less move more they're kind of losing a bit and then gaining it back again maybe they're earning their food with exercise they're sort of counting the calories and then and then you know just trying to then eating that back again yeah what what's wrong with this picture what's wow <laughs> what's wrong with this picture um the whole process is wrong really in in the fact that you're trying to uh burn off calories that you're then uh consuming um and it really massively depends on the type of exercise that you're you're doing and whether you're looking at um the process of losing weight as a whole if you're just using exercise and really what exercise you're using as a way of um, losing weight, you are probably missing a mis massive portion of the uh, of the equation. That would be my okay. Initial. So so what so what is the wrong? You're talking about the wrong sort of movement, really. So ex explain that. What what why is this why is this wrong? They're sitting on the treadmill maybe for an hour a day or an hour every other day. What's wrong with this? What are we doing and what are we not doing here? Um, usually the problem with that kind of exercise in, and sort of possibly even like high intensity exercise, um, we kind of get honed in on um, how many calories you've burnt in that one session uh, over that kind of prolonged period of time. Um, and the equation of energy balance and calories in and calories out don't work that way right. you know it doesn't work in the whole scenario of well i burnt 400 or 300 or 200 calories in that you know 30 minute run or whatever it might be um 
I can eat that or I've burnt that much. So that's how much I'm going to lose in body fat. The whole equation doesn't work that way. You know, energy balance is, is a dynamic thing. Um, and appetite as well is, is, a is a huge kind of portion of it. Um, doing long stints of cardio can for some people have an effect on their appetite, which automatically means that they may end up consuming more than they think they're going to. Uh, the other element of it is, is it can actually have a detrimental effect on uh, what we call NEAT, which is like non-exercise activity, uh, which is just your general movement throughout the day. Um, so there are elements of exercise that can affect what happens in the rest of your day that maybe you're not particularly conscious of, and that, that can be having a detrimental effect on this, I want to lose weight situation. Um, and why you might end up yo-yoing um, in terms of weight because, um, yeah, the equation isn't balancing out. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, so what you're saying is that basically by exercising, by, by, by going on that treadmill and burning off, let's say you actually burn off 400 calories because we all know the thing lies anyway. Yeah, so, but does, let's say yeah. it's really 400 calories. What yeah. you're saying is that there's a dynamic flux in the body that means that you might one you might not actually have a 400 calorie deficit after doing that because your body's compensating in other ways it's yep. saying okay you've burned off this but i'm gonna turn that down because yep. i'm worried about how much you've burned off yes and also people then come off the treadmill and they walk out the gym and they see the bars of whatever on the counter and they go oh well i'm okay now because i've done all this exercise so they chuck a couple of those down and that's the 400 calories straight away yep absolutely and then they go home and they're knackered so they actually move less yes yep even down to small things like how often you get out of a chair or whether or not you decide to walk up the stairs just really small things um and all of those things are a huge portion of your um daily energy expenditure the things that do make up you know how many calories you burn throughout a day um non-exercise movement um and activity is is a large proportion in comparison mm. to exercise exercise is such a, a small proportion of um of the calories that you burn throughout the day um and can easily be kind of knocked out of significance by whatever the exercise is that you're doing so don't so what you're saying basically is don't try to burn off calories to earn food no don't it's do not that it's not gonna work no so, it so, won't work so what do we need to, what do we need to do instead then what should this what should this person be doing in order to to, to crack this this jigsaw um in terms of weight loss well obviously i mean in terms of weight loss we're gonna we're gonna be talking a lot about dietary stuff but but and, and let's not open that can of yeah of, that's a big of worms yeah <laughs> um if you think worms are a good thing to eat. <laughs> if you want to yeah um let's let's i mean if we stay focused on exercise this time um what 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 would what would this person's routine better look like uh, well, obviously, it's incredibly individual. It massively depends on the person. It hugely depends on what their goal is. Um, so, yeah, that is one perspective. You have to look at the person that is in front of you, their lifestyle, um, you know, what their job is, um, how often they are able to exercise, what their age is, mm. you know, what their diet looks like. 
um, there are so many aspects to look at um, in terms of the person that you work with that's in front of you. Um, but on the whole, uh, getting out of this mindset of um, working really, really, really hard to burn these calories to then go home and sit down is the first thing that we need to kind of eliminate because that, mm. that doesn't work. General daily movement every single day um, will be much, much more beneficial mm. in terms of um, being able to have a sustainable weight loss that you can maintain um, down the line. It's sort of, a, you know, longevity, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also picking exercise that isn't going to leave you in that really fatigued state where you think, one, I can't, oh God, I'm knackered. I can't mm. do anything for the rest of the day. Or um, suddenly you feel ravenously hungry. So just some way of eliminating that. And usually it's daily movement, making sure you're getting out for a walk, doing some resistance training uh, to help with body composition, um, you know, bone density, all of, all of the mm. health markers that are really important. Um, and being focused on uh, appetite, hunger signals, you know, what, what uh, is within your diet and also the amount of stress that, uh, that, that you're under. So it's a big, it's a huge, it's yeah. a huge picture. Um, so yeah, it's really important just to look at the person in front of you and be able to understand what's going to be best for that person. It might be that, you know, this, that this person in front of you has a really high stress job. Um, you know, they're, they're maybe in their forties. So, um, age is a, is a big factor when it comes to exercise and how we have to adjust our, our exercise for our age. Um, and down regulating and making sure that you're sleeping well, you're moving daily uh, and you're doing resistance training and making sure that your nutrition is right. These are the only ways yeah. that you're going to have a sustainable weight loss. So you think it, it might be, it might be that they really need to cut gym sessions back in terms of the time commitment. Maybe it, maybe you're going to say, okay, well, you need to go to the gym for 20 minutes, three times a week and do, and get stronger, you know, yep. build a bit of muscle. Yeah. But make so sure you're you... having a walk every single day. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. So yeah. So you're trying to make the, you're trying to, you're trying to increase the overall activity across 24 hours. Yes. Not this kind of thing of get up in the morning, run for six miles and then not move for the rest of the day. Because, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a different example. Okay. Oh, sorry. Were you no, going to no, say I, Yeah, no, I was, I was just going to say that. I mean, if you think of it in terms of a lot of people now have sedentary jobs where they're sat down most of the day mm. and then they have this idea in their mind, well, it's okay. I'm going to go to the gym for an hour and I'm going to do high repetition exercise is you know you know maybe for time or or, or whatever it might be um, and think that that's going to be a suitable way of, of maintaining their health when actually that's probably doing them some uh, some you know it's not doing them justice basically it's more stressful isn't it it's yeah. more stress so yeah. if you're so yeah so you you're what you're talking about is this big picture of if you're not sleeping and you've got a high stress job and you you know your diet's not great and you're you know under all this pressure yep. don't then make your exercise stress mm. one of these very burdensome things it needs to be more of a release perhaps yes you know it does absolutely okay. yeah you need yep. to enjoy it you do need to enjoy it yeah and absolutely you need to it, it shouldn't be a mindset where we walk in the gym and we think we have to punish ourselves um or put ourselves under like you say that kind of level of stress mm. um to get anything out of it um i think we have sort of yeah because it doesn't work better for weight loss and it doesn't no. ultimately it's unsustainable yes it's so un you're not going to do it anyway no you're not yeah okay 
So let's take a different example. Let's take the example of uh, a non-competitive athlete who's fit, like somebody who's basically um, in in pretty good shape and and goes to the gym, you know, four, maybe five times a week, you know, busy life. They're not, they, you know, they don't have extra time to train. They're just fitting it in around their life. And they've got these set points. Every time they lift a bit heavier or they run a bit faster or a bit further, that becomes the new set point. And mm. then every time they go in, they just like, well, I've got to hit that. I've got to hit that. I did, a, you know, I did 150 kilos last week and that's my new thing. And if I don't get that, then I'm not in the shape I should be in. And they will, they will, they've got this sort of type A personality. They're just going to stamp this, this, this um, control onto their life by saying, well, however hard things are, I always have this. I'm always at this level all the time. Tell me about that. That's unsustainable. Again, it's unsustainable. And and it, it, athlete or non-athlete, it makes no difference in terms of all of the elements that are are important. I mean, at the end of the day, longe longevity. Um, an athlete, any athlete should know that training is periodized. You don't go into the gym every single time and work to all run one rep max or a, what I achieved last time because training doesn't work that way. You know, it has to be periodized. You have to have periods where uh, you're working at lower intensities, allow your body to recover, allow your body to um, to develop from what you've done. Um, it's just not sustainable to keep going in and doing the same thing over and over mm. again and trying to push, 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 push. No, no athlete should be training in that way. And unfortunately they have, I have seen it. Um, and it leads to injury. Yeah. That's yeah. my perspective. I mean, I, I've, I've been that person mm, in the past so and, and got injured and yep. yeah, I, I think it's particularly, you know, it's difficult when you're, you know, you are this kind of fit person. You're maybe, you know, maybe you're the fittest person in your circle of friends, for example. And and it, it, this sort of becomes your expectation of yourself mm. and other people's expectation of you. <laughs> but yet at the same time, you're not operating at a sort of level where you've got a coach and you've got a nutritionist and you've got that. You haven't got these people around no. you. So you just kind of crash on regardless, mm. trying to achieve. And really, uh, you know, ultimately... It, it overtakes you. It might take a few years, but you are going to end up burning out. You are, yes. You're going to end up injured and burnt out. That's what will happen because your body cannot sustain that peak mm. continually. It's just not possible. And and how? What what to your mind uh, would be it would be a kind of sensible cycle for people to sort of think about in this respect? I mean, should pe people be looking to sort of increase over a period of? eight weeks or something and then pull back and have a week off or goodness really um, yeah it massively depends it right. hugely depends on what their goal is and what they're trying to achieve um but i mean that the eight weeks is a is a good yeah six to eight weeks i mean you can have various but again it depends on what you're you're looking to achieve mm. eight uh, six eight twelve week cycles are, are are pretty normal yeah with a with a week a deload week uh maybe more maybe maybe more but it really again it depends on it depends on the session. It depends on, you know, we work in meso, you know, micro, meso, macro cycles. Mm. You've got to look at the whole picture sort of, and then bring it down to maybe just individual sessions. How are you, how are you performing in each individual session? 
are you managing to to hit the the, the session the mm. way you hope to um so are you looking is that what you're looking at are you looking at the result to 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 gauge how you then adjust definitely yeah absolutely okay. everything should be results driven it should be you know are, are you managing to maintain it can you train consistently or are you missing sessions mm. or you know uh, yeah i is your progress doing this at the moment okay let's back away um let's change it let's adjust it as you need to you know what's happening around with everything else that's going on in your life are you ma are you ma maintaining your sleep okay can you recover from the sessions that you're doing it's everything isn't it mm. all right another example so uh pro or amateur athlete you know just somebody performing at a high level trying to get excessively lean for for performance you know they're they're kind of of this mindset well you know i will perform better if i am leaner and leaner um it's you can you can get into a you can paint yourself into a corner here can't you because you because you end up eating less and trying to you know as you drop weight your performance can suffer because you're sort of under fueled and your metabolic rate's dropping so then when you eat more you are gaining fat and you go it's very hard to unpick this talk talk about this sort of thing Okay. Uh, so, I mean, obviously there are different sports that require you to be lean, like bodybuilding, uh, endurance sports, things like that, where, you know, these things are, are an important factor. But again, things should be um, seasonal. You should have really good strategies for on and off season uh, nutrition um, and training. So everything should be cycled so that you're not left in a position where it's having a detrimental effect on things like your meta metabolism. Um, and knowing how to sort of come off of, you know, peak seasons um, in the right way so that, yeah, it's not um, one, you know, sort of what we call substrate utilization. Are you, you know, um, are you uh, metabolically uh, flexible? You know, can you, can you mm. use carbs? Can you use fats um, mm. effectively? Um, so those are all kind of important factors within your training is that what you're asking yeah well yeah it, it is i think um you know uh, yes i i think it's just this this kind of idea where people where people again it's this this sort of notion of people driving themselves into into a box that it's very hard to get out of because you 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 under fuel to the point where um you, you're not performing how you want but mm. you but you've got but the thing that's causing you to underperform is the thing that you're trying to use to increase your performance yeah so you get painted into this sort of cycle of of basically under eating yes um but there are it's unfortunately yeah one of the areas of of big area of eating disorders is, is you know those kind of sports you get the athlete what they used to call the athlete triad um in females but also in males and um bodybuilders with eating disorders and things like that because of that very thing okay. they get become a little bit kind of obsessed with the the under eating and the leanness and how that feels and instagram can't be helping this right no because because uh, not only in terms of the of the of the way people eat but the way they uh, and train but the way they use performance enhancing drugs and stuff like that because and it used to be in arnie's day and what have you that people would people would periodize no one would see them until they stepped on stage or no. whatever now it's just i mean every day yeah you're it's posting constant. pictures aren't you so people don't cycle and then they have 
all kinds of problems. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not that they, not not that it's a good idea to do those things in the first place, but mm -hmm. obviously we have to. You know, we live in the real world, and yeah. people do. They do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, in all in all kinds of sports. Mm. Um, it's yeah okay. So another example: a female who uh, doesn't want to bulk up. Okay, so they're going to the gym and they're doing li the little what they call Barbie weights, the little coloured. Yep. You know, um, and they're basically afraid that if they do any kind of proper strength training, they're going to suddenly expand into this enormous. Yeah, yeah. and as as an aside to that, you know, I think watching the Olympics recently, it was quite clear that the strongest women in the world are are big women. You know, they are not lean; they've got some considerable body fat on them. Mm. So, two questions: one, talk about this bulking up issue, but also, does weightlifting make you fat? What kind of weightlifting is mm. my first question? Heavy weightlifting, like if people are really training for strength do you does that make you fat <laughs> okay um well first things first i'll probably i'll get i'll address the kind of mm. you know i i don't want to put on lots of muscle mass and look you know bulky as yeah. you call it um it's incredibly difficult for women to get to that point because of the hormones in our body it's incredibly it's, difficult for men exactly yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah um i mean yeah in in sort of the amount of muscle mass that you can put on over the over a course of a year with consistent training uh, is is so minimal mm. you almost think it's really not worth it but yeah <laughs> um but yeah it, it, it that that is a bit of a myth um and and i'll also say that strength training for women is absolutely essential it is so important for um you know especially as we get a little bit older osteoporosis bone density yeah. muscle mass um you know um especially when we're reaching points where um you know you're getting to perimenopause and menopause where hormones are changing um and our ability to actually maintain muscle yeah. starts to become incredibly challenging uh, and so it, it, even more important at that point of a woman's life so to be able to acquire as 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 good a, a sort of base of muscle mass and uh, bone density before we reach that point is a good thing we need that because um the decline just happens and when we get mm. to about 50 then we really really have to work really hard yeah. so it's it's important that muscle mass is is um incorporated or growth of muscle mass and um bone density is incorporated in a, a woman's training and that's why i think resistance training for women is really really important as it is for men yeah yeah i mean is that because the is that because the muscle is so metabolically expensive that it's that it's basically propping up your metabolism in the face of what your hormones are doing in the background of, of, of maybe slowing it down say that again so because you the more muscle you've got the higher your metabolic rate and that's acting as a kind of as a kind of protection against yeah, what's buffer. happening with your hormones yep. sort of buffering yeah yep. is is that is, yep. is that the kind of means or, yep. or or is that strength training having another effect on your hormones is it affecting your female hormone production or do we not know or no i'm i will i i don't know um an awful lot about that i mean i'm no expert in hormones i just know yeah. what i know from my perspective as as, as a coach yeah. um i just know that it um is beneficial in terms of muscle mass de development. 
um, in terms of the erraticness as we get into perimenopause and things mm. like that. Um, I don't think there's an awful lot other than some HRT and yeah, <laughs> and other yeah. things that are going yeah. to really have any effect on on uh, on hormone levels. No. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that it will have a beneficial effect, but I don't know the ins and outs of it, so I'm not going to comment. No, on that. I think that's probably a fair comment. I mean, you can't stop that process, can you? No, you, you can't. Know. It's it's going to happen, whatever. Um, yeah interesting um so what about so what about these um what about these fat weightlifters then mm. it's not is this is, is it lifting making them fat or is it or or no. do you need you need that weight to be that strong yeah they, they if if you're a competitive weightlifter and you want to lift in a certain weight class um then they're going to eat to that weight class yeah okay. that, that's basically what they're going to do is it healthy not so much but they're doing it okay. for being sport, sports sports specific okay um i mean it's interesting because i mean so you i mean you've helped me a lot recently our kind of recent story was that i was struggling with my deadlift and i um, and i came to you and you did some stuff for me and you managed to stick about uh well i, I was getting pain lifting really relatively lightweight and i'm now 40 kilos more on my deadlift and i and i'm not getting any pain that's amazing um and uh, and I, I think there's a 20 yeah i've gone up 20 kilos on my personal best but recently we've been doing in uh, this healthy rebellion rob wolf's healthy rebellion that i'm involved in we've been doing a bit of a, a reset and i've dropped a couple of kilos and i've noticed um that my that my maximum my my one rep max deadlift has dropped off a tiny bit and that just a cup just a few kilos yeah. and that kind of little bit of extra fat seemed to be helping me yeah. with the raw strength just the the sheer sort of brute strength yeah what's up with that you'd think that it was muscle and muscle alone no but there's not something at all. Else there is there on. is an element of body weight sort of you know whole total body weight yeah. uh, in there as well yeah it's it's the ratio isn't it of um the load that you're lifting to your own body weight it, it does have a an effect on it um yeah. so yeah it's not just about muscle mass no it's total body weight it's strange the world's strongest man is never a skinny guy true no no it's always, always <laughs> no like no no um all right interesting stuff can i ask you i'm gonna give you some some um quick questions so how important is it to have a goal and what are the factors that you consider when you're helping a client set goal set um yes i think it is for motivation uh, I think um, it is important to have a goal. Um, I think that process orientated goals are um, incredibly helpful over outcome orientated goals um, because I think sometimes, especially when it's term in terms of things like weight loss, we can become a little bit obsessed with the outcome and maybe mm. the outcome doesn't give you exactly what you were expecting. Um, so actually having noticings of things that are changing throughout the process uh, is is a great way of keeping somebody motivated. Uh, so those are the ways that I would kind of help clients um, establish what their goals are, um, is we would look at the process um, along the way to the outcome. Okay. That makes so sense? You're, so you're breaking it down into 
into smaller chunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. And I guess with weight loss, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because people kind of say, oh, well, I really want to lose weight. And then they go and they do some strength training and, you know, and they come back and they go, oh, I'm two kilos heavier. What have you done? You know, and you go, yeah, but put the tape measure on. Yeah, exactly. And you're two inches <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. in around your waist. Yes, exactly. You, you know, you may have got yeah. heavier. I mean, I think as well, when people do, like you said about the osteoporosis and stuff, when people do start eating properly, they do start eating proper protein, they do start mm. training, their bones get heavier. Mm. You know, it's yep. like you, you might not change outwardly at all, but you are going to get heavier. Yes. As your body repairs and, yep. well, I mean, you know, only obviously if people are, deficient yeah um do we need a gym do you have to do do you, do you need a gym or can you do it all at home <laughs> no on I a don't. yoga mat on a, ooh. <laughs> uh, i think you can do some at home i think yeah. um that if you do want to actually sort of take strength training seriously mm. then there needs to be a space that has the equipment that you need yeah. to be able to do that i mean obviously if you're lucky enough to have a space at home where you can actually have some equipment then no you don't need a gym like my kitchen gym yes like your kitchen no, but gym it's hard. i mean I, you know but, i mean we've got the pull-up bars and we've got some plates and kettlebells and stuff but but how know, many times have you looked at it and gone oh i'll do that in a minute i'll do that in a minute well i do actually i i I'm, okay. I'm, I'm happy to do it but I yeah but a lot of people i think when they're at home maybe yeah, don't find that motivation or you can get distracted yeah but there is a difference like i have noticed going back into the gym over the last few months there is a difference to what you can achieve with yeah. bigger weights there's certain yeah. things at home that you just can't do no. and the, some of those big lifts you know yep. and again going back to women you know if women are thinking oh well no it'll be all right you know i can do it at home because i don't need big weights but actually women actually, are so much stronger than mm, they think they are men mm. are so much weaker it's always, <laughs> than they I, think they are i know it's yeah. this when jess when because you you originally taught jess to lift when you were running the crossfit box yeah and she was just so much stronger than she ever thought she could be yep i mean she's still i think her back squat's probably still better than mine yeah <laughs> you know she's way she's way stronger yeah, than she, she ever thought yeah i know you i know. think that i think that that's a a little bit of a notorious thing that we as women do tend to underestimate ourselves mm. a little bit um and yeah it, it, women are yeah as you develop you kind of go oh wow actually i'm i'm stronger than i thought i was mm. so yes well particularly i guess it you've got the advantage as well of that initial period of training that initial two years if you like Yep. where you come from never having lifted a weight and you just that your 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 rate of progress, progress is yeah. so rapid it that, is you know. absolutely yep mm. and I, I the other thing as well with, with that is is uh this idea that uh if you stop training for a while and you go oh no i've lost all of yeah, my gains I've lost, yeah i've got to start all over again actually no you don't no. have to start all over again no. you, you, you yeah you, you're two weeks away from being roughly back where you were yep yeah. absolutely and you'll get back to that point reasonably quickly yes. um and then uh, then the hard progress um because a lot goes. of it's a lot of it's mental, isn't it? People don't people don't realise how how much of a of a neural component there is to, to heavy to, to strength, particularly yes. is yeah. how many muscle fibres you're recruiting, etc. A lot yeah. of it is controlled by your brain, not yes. by your body. Mm. Um, all right, top three exercises for strength training, functionality, looking good naked. If you if you had to pick if you had to pick three things Oops. and maybe and maybe one in particular to sort of improve your strength. What are your what are your top 3? 
where you're shining the spotlight. If you could only do squat, three. squat, 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 squat. Yeah, is that it? Squats, <laughs> squats, and deadlifts. Really, I mean, so you know, they're like the two big lifts. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, those two are the yeah, yeah. But it's it's can you move your body in in all the directions it needs to go? You know, can you can you push? Can you pull? Can you squat? Can you do all yeah. of those things? You know, that that's fundamentally it. If you can, yeah, if you can move your body in all the directions it needs to, then mm. that's, yeah, then you're doing yeah. all right. Okay. So if you can squat, you can deadlift and you can do a hundred meter sprint. Yeah. You're basically. Yeah. You're all right. You're, you're okay. all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're all right. And is there a kind of, do you have, do you have kind of benchmarks against body weight or anything of what, of what? people might need to be able to do or is you just ignore all that you're like well look you know you can do what you can do and that's it or you're like well if you can deadlift twice your body weight or if you can you i think know. those things are quite nice as benchmarks for people to sort of as as maybe process goals you know mm. like go oh okay I, i'd really like to be able to you know deadlift one and a half times my body weight or two times my body weight and you go okay right we can work that into yeah, yeah. your program as yeah. a as a goal yeah um yeah they're good process goals to have um we see a lot of kind of uh particularly on the internet there's a lot of people espousing different um kind of formats of of sets and reps and stuff you know there's a lot of five by five and three by ten and pyramids and this and that does that stuff matter um does it matter i i guess to a certain extent but again it really depends on your goal mm -hmm. um but th those are definitely sort of the minutia you know, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like, does, you know, essentially it doesn't matter how many reps you're doing if, if you're missing training sessions, mm. you know, if you're training consistently and, you know, you, you, you're working towards a goal. Yeah. Maybe, maybe reps and sets and tempo and all of those kind of things, they, they play, okay. they play a part, but they are the minutia, you know, okay. it's like. The point is you've got to do something. You've got to do something mm. and you've got to make it fit with the rest of your lifestyle. Okay. And I suppose there's some degree of tailoring of rep ranges if you're doing hypertrophy versus strength or... Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Describe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, hypertrophy, you're doing higher repetition. Higher um, Yeah. Okay. And, and then strength training. Yeah, you're coming down to the lower end and, and focusing more on the load. Okay. And how many... Is there a rep... Is there a rep range that's just too much? Like... I was doing this blood flow restriction training for a while and it was kind of sets of 30 with very short rest. So you're basically kind of doing these sort of sets of a hundred reps in a funny kind of way. Is that, is, is there any point to that or is it? It's not something I've experimented with. Mm. I have to admit. So I can't give you any personal experience from it. Um, I don't know. Um, but again, for me, it would be look at the person in front of you. What's their goal? Mm. Is it going to get them towards their goal? Um, but yeah, I haven't I haven't worked with that, so yeah. not something I've actually really yeah got uh, any experience of. Uh, the other the other end of the scale for that is you know how many people need to be doing one rep maxes? Not many. No, that's true. Not many people need to be doing single heavy heavy reps of anything. Um, it's a risk as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, there is a risk to that. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. it would be, it would be kind of a range in between, you know, yeah, threes, tens, fifteens, yeah. whatever it is, depending on what your goal might be. Yeah. But those extreme ends of the, of the, of the, of the spectrum, maybe you don't need them. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, a, 
that, that's a very interesting point. So when we're talking about these rep ranges, you know, let's say, okay, let's just take what you just said, say, all right, well, look, if we're going to do sets of 10, then we're in a reasonably safe place. Yeah. Now, are we, are we lifting to failure? Are we going so that 10, we're just wobbling and shaking like a jelly and that's it? Or is that, is that necessary? Is that, or can we take it just to within? Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously in terms of being able to actually, um, see progress there, there needs to be a certain level of effort within it, but yeah. no, not necessarily to absolute failure okay. because again, you, you, you getting into a range maybe where, uh, you know, reps are becoming a bit shabby and you're not moving okay. as well as you could. Um, you know, is this like, I'm in injury territory now. Okay. Okay. Um, but obviously it needs to be effort. If, if you're sitting within very, very comfortable reps where you're, you're not, yeah. it's not an effort, no. there's not going to be progress. Okay. Um, eating and fasting. I mean, we're not going to talk about nutrition per se today, but, uh, do you, do you train fasted? Do, do you, do your clients train fasted or do you find it's better to eat before? or do you, do you have an opinion? Do you do pre-workouts with protein or? Um, I, I don't pre-workouts in like, what regard? You know, drinks. No, I don't really do that. No, no, no. Um, I have trained fasted. I used to train fasted actually on a regular basis when I was lifting. Mm. Um, and actually having said that, when I say I don't do pre-workouts, I would actually just train on coffee. Okay. Um, so which obviously is, uh, you know, do you still do that? No, not so much no. anymore. Now I will eat before I train. Okay. But then again, it also massively depends on the time that I'm training. Okay. Um, there is, I think there's benefits to both. You can, yeah, there's benefits to training fasted. Fasted cardio, not so much. No? No, not, no. In, that, in, not, not in the perspective of, I mean, yes, for sort of, um, again, metabolic flexibility, uh, what they call yeah, train loaf. The fat yeah, that's, okay. yeah, that, that's all good. Um, but I mean, it's not like a, I have to train fasted to be fat adapted to burn fat. And this okay. idea, yes, fine. I'm oxidizing fat, but that doesn't mean I'm burning fat. So I'm losing weight, which is, I think the perspective that some people get wrong. Yes. They get this idea that, oh, I'm burning fat. So that means I'm, you know, I'm burning calories. I'm losing weight it's not that doesn't work it's that not, way it's not what yeah it, it we, we need to you need to be thinking it more in terms of you know yeah you're going to lose weight when you're asleep <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, because exactly. you're because yeah. you're you've, you've changed the way your body is working not lose weight while you're running on the no. treadmill no yeah, okay. no exactly um i mean it's interesting that i i um i mean as you know i'm very much in a kind of low carb yeah. world and i have notice some considerable differences like what you said about cardio if we're talking about high intensity cardio about sprinting i've definitely noticed there's a fall off in performance depending on the amount of carbs it's not necessarily whether i'm fasted that day or not but if i'm generally having a lot of carbs filling up the glycogen mm. more yep or more often there's definitely a performance advantage i think a lot of people find that some people say oh it doesn't make any difference it's not been my experience I no i think you've... again it's like any n equals one if it's your experience that you train more effectively yeah. you know um um glycogen replenished yes then 
that's going to be more beneficial than being glycogen depleted and mm. having a having a training session that maybe isn't quite as effective. Yeah. So I, it's got to be from that perspective. You know, you do less. Pardon? You do less. Yeah. So over the course of a year, mm. you can say, well, you know, with the carbs, I added X number of reps yep. or sets yep. over the course of a year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what should people look for in a trainer? If somebody, if somebody was looking for, for someone like you, a coach, what, what would you look for? What would be the characteristics? Um, I think that the most important thing um, is a coach that is going to, you're going to learn from them. Then it's not that they're keeping some magic secret from you. Oh, yeah. Um, they're actually being transparent with you and explaining to you as they go along, you know, what the process is, what you're getting out of it, why they're doing what they're doing mm. and leaving you in a position afterwards when you may want to go and do some stuff yourself to feel confident enough to go, do you know what? Actually, I've learned mm. loads and I can go and do this mm. uh, myself. And that, that's what a coach should do. That's I think. an interesting point, interesting perspective. Yeah, it's not just about how, yeah, how, how much they know. It's about how much they can. Yeah, impart onto that person to and, mm. and make that person feel empowered enough to go, oh, yeah, I know a bit about that and I know about, about this. And, and I feel con confident enough to walk in the gym and go, actually, I can do a session and I, and I understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, particularly because I guess a lot of people come to training. For, one of their big insecurities is just going into a gym. Yep. Hugely. And, and so if you can arm them with the knowledge that they need to feel accepted in that environment yeah um there's there's got to be something good in that yes absolutely um what does a day of your own training look like what does a day of my own training look like mm. <laughs> short and to the point yeah <laughs> um for me i'm i'm you know i'm 47 now uh, I'm not competing You're at anything. Not. I am. <laughs> um, I'm not competing at anything anymore. Okay. Um, I still enjoy a little bit of weightlifting, but um, I don't do um, uh, very much of it at all. Um, for me, it's about exactly as I just explained. I want to maintain muscle mass. I want to enjoy moving. I want to mm. be able to walk out of the gym and function for the rest of my day yep. um, and not feel like I'm going to have to go and have a sleep in the afternoon or, or yeah. you know, wake up the next morning feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm aching all over. Well, what's I want the point to... of being fit? What's the point of being fit if the thing you're being fit for, in other words, your life, yeah. you're not able to take part in because you're too tired exactly from being fit yeah exactly <laughs> being too fit. yeah yeah i'm so That's fit what, i'm so fit I'm i have so to go to sleep in the afternoon i can't do anything because i'm too fit <laughs> yeah that's it i'm too brilliantly <laughs> I can I can be amazing for the hour I'm in my gym. Yeah. Other than that, no, I'm just Smashing really it. tired. <laughs> You'd have to have a T-shirt that said what you did in the gym that day, so that everyone would know. Yeah, no. thought, I'm I'm tired because of this. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm tired because I smashed it earlier. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I... you're doing a lot of, sort of more sort of functional movement stability, and yes. you know, yes. I sometimes see you walking around with kettlebells hung over your head and. Yeah, all kinds of little, yeah, yeah. left and right imbalances and yes absolutely moves. yeah working on all can i mention that um sarah's yeah. doing my yeah, yeah yeah so um my partner sarah is has currently been programming for me and yeah. uh 
she's doing something called OPEX, the OPEX system, which is a fantastic system and it's brilliant. Um, right. And it's all about online programming. Um, but I have been one of her um, sort of case studies, as it were, throughout. Right. And so she's been pr programming a lot of uh, functional kind of um, movement for me. So, so full body resistance training that, yeah, works on sort of those imbalances and, you know, uh, my goals were to maintain my Olympic weightlifting, but only because I want to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and adding in all the elements that are important for being able to do all of the patterns that I need to do throughout life. So yeah, that's, yeah, how that's been. cool. Yeah. Um, so with Sarah, so she's, um, she's doing OPEX and you, you're obviously an accomplished, um, coach and you're doing the Mac nutrition course. So yeah. there's a new business coming there is. with both of you. Yes. Tell me. Yes. Uh, so we are opening a, uh, small space, um, in Brighton, uh, that will be doing small group personal training and personal training and online programming and nutrition. Um, obviously run by the pair of us. Um, yeah. What's it called? It's called platform platform yes. so it's platform and where can we find you and platform what are the what are the various links that we need oh goodness okay so Insta? You, you want Instagram? Insta <laughs> yeah uh it's, so it's platform btn platform btn platform btn okay. yep what else do you need are you at holly platform btn yep, yeah i am yeah and she's at sarah platform yep. btn okay yes. so we'll put yeah, all yeah. these links okay um Anywhere else where we can find you? That'll be that'll be it, won't That's it? it? Is there yeah. a website yet? Uh, literally just been uh, organizing oh. it and sorting it out today. So okay. it's coming. Yes. So we'll put all that in. Um, and if anybody wants to come and find you, they can just message you and, um, and maybe book some online programming. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. so cool. Thank you so much for coming and Thank digging into me. all of this wonderful uh, stuff. It's literally like you say, we scratch the surface. There's so much. There's to it. so much. Well, will yeah. you come back? Come back. Okay. Let's let's do. We should definitely talk about nutrition because you've clearly got a, a massive wealth of knowledge there that we could explore, um, and, and you know, obviously more things about training and lifestyle sure. and everything else. Yeah, lovely. thank you so much. Thank I you. Really appreciate you being here. No worries. <laughs>